Hello, my name is Henneke Watkis-Porto and welcome to My Daily Devotion, a daily bite-sized podcast for those wanting to enrich their souls and forge a deeper relationship with God. It is pure, unpretentious and raw, which flows from the heart, fostering gratitude, peace and a sense of abundance. It is episode 456 of My Daily Devotion. And tonight, I'll read Matthew 19. Now, when Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the part of Judea that is beyond the Jordan, and large crowds followed him and healed them there. And Pharisees came to Jesus, testing him and asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? He replied, Have you never read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined inseparably to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. The Pharisees said to him, Why then did Moses command us to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said to them, Because your hearts were hard and stubborn, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it has not been this way. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. The disciples said to Jesus, If the relationship of a man with his wife is like this, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not all men can accept this statement, but only those to whom the capacity to receive it has been given. For there are eunuchs who have been born that way from their mother's womb, making them incapable of consummating a marriage. And there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men for royal service. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves so for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He who is able to accept this, let him accept it. Then Jesus brought then children were brought to Jesus so that he might place his hands on them for a blessing and pray, but the disciples reprimanded them. But he said, Leave the children alone, and do not forbid them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After placing his hand on them for a blessing, he went on from there. And someone came to him and said, Teacher, What essentially good thing shall I do to obtain eternal life, that is, eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom? Jesus answered, Why are you asking me about what is essentially good? There is only one who is essentially good, but if you wish to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. He said to Jesus, Which commandments? And Jesus answered, You shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony. Honor your mother, your mother, your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. The young man said to him, I have kept all these things from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus answered him, If you wish to be perfect, that is, have the spiritual maturity that accompanies godly character with no moral or ethical deficiencies, go and sell what you have and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me, becoming my disciples, believing and trusting in me and walking the same path of life that I walk. But when the young man heard this, he left grieving and distressed. 
for he owned much property and had many possessions which he treasured more than his relationship with God. Jesus said to his disciples, Assure you and most solemnly say to you, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, it is difficult for a rich man who clings to possessions and status of, as security to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith in wealth and status to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were completely astonished and bewildered, saying, Then who can be saved from the wrath of God? But Jesus looked at them and said, With people, as far as it depends on them, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then Peter answered him, saying, Look, we have given up everything and followed you, becoming your disciples and accepting you as teacher and Lord. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, in the renewal that is the messianic restoration and regeneration of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, who have followed me, becoming my disciples, you who have followed me, becoming my disciples, will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will in earth eternal life. But many who are first in this world will be last in the world to come and the last first. This is the word of the Lord and we honor it by saying thanks be to God. What is so interesting that I mean, there's so many points here that we could dwell on, but tonight I want to look at it is from when with people, as far as it depends on them, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Many times we we experience things in our lives and we know that without a shadow of a doubt that there's no human intervention that could have caused a particular outcome. It had to be God. And so situations that seem impossible situations that, that seem as if we're not going to go through them, whether it's our health that we're challenged with, whether it's our finances that is um, seemingly depleted, whether it is that we have no provision, whether it's a relationship that we need to be built, whatever the circumstance, with God, all things are possible. And so we need not look on what things appear to be like, but look on a God that is working behind the scenes to make all things possible. Father God, tonight I honor you and your word. I thank you for your word that is life and light. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, that you continue to sustain us through your word. Even this age, Lord God, that we are going through a trying time as a world, as citizens of this world. I pray, God, for every person who happens to be alive today. It is not by chance that we're alive, God. It's because of your purpose. And so we thank you that you've given us a purpose. And even if we're unable to see that purpose right now, God, I pray that you remove the spiritual scales from our eyes and that we look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray, God, for every person who is within the earshot of my voice. I pray, God, if their family is broken, that you restore it. I pray, God, if their hearts are, are tough, that you soften it, Lord God. That you, God, make their hearts, make our hearts be fertile ground to receive the, the, the giftings and the gift of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and to walk in our authority as children of the Most High God, as children of light. So to stay, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for what you have done in our lives. 
I thank you for the pain that you have, you know, healed us, that you brought us through the physical pain, the emotional pain. God, many persons, you know, the very fact that they're alive today is a testimony and a testament of your goodness and your grace. So God, I never ever want to take your grace for granted. So tonight, Lord God, I just pray that even as we rest, as we retire to bed, that Father, indeed, you will watch over us, that you will grant us peace and heaven's blessing, and that your name will be glorified in all of this. Through Christ's name I pray. Amen. This has been my daily devotion. I'm Henika Watkins Porto. Catch me at henikawatkinsporto.com for all other things that I'm involved with. See you soon.